Welcome everybody once again to the Safe Place Podcast. Just trying to get to understand once again that the name of the game of this podcast is to try and make people as conscious enough of their unconscious to the point where they can relieve themselves as much suffering in their life as possible. That's what's important to us. That's what we're trying to do. And actually by trying to do that for you, we're also trying to find ways of not suffering ourselves. These are great indicators of how you can try and release as much suffering inside of your life as possible. And what you're not conscious of is the fact that actually your mind is the obstacle that you need to overcome, that the depression that you're feeling now in your life has got nothing to do with external events. It's got everything to do with your inability to accept external events. It's all internal. Everything going on inside of your mind now is the thing that's hurting you. Your mind is hurting you. You are suffering. You are stressed. You are anxious. You are depressed. And you've got to find ways to alleviate yourself from that, haven't you, Craig? Yes, that's right. And um, let's just break this down to maybe something that you can connect with to understand how you are suffering in that way that Andrew's just explained. You will, at the moment, look at an external environment that you're in and say, that is the problem. My mum and dad makes me miserable. They belittle me. They don't respect me. And you will do this with so many things throughout the day. And you will attach that all the stuff that's going on is outside of you. And you're kind of letting go a little bit of control that you've got. Because it's actually inside of you that you interpret the reality that's taking place. I interpret the reality that's taking place. Craig, guess what? My mum and dad do belittle me. They say awful things and when they do, they throw me into complete chaos, emotional, psychological pain. If they weren't doing that, I'd be okay, Craig. And what you see then, you have a list of things to do. Remove them from your life. Now, if you're uncomfortable enough in the pain and the suffering, you will have already done that. But there's lots of people out there that constantly talk negative about situations but they never change any of those outside events never change them and let's look at it let's say that that person in the poor relationship with mom and dad and mom and dad's destroyed their self-esteem and naturally it's going to happen because unconsciously through the beginning of our life we are dependent upon external factors to fulfill us so we're naturally going to feel hurt by mom and dad's words however like birth like being a toddler, like being a teenager, we're ever growing, we reach a point where if we look at ourselves, we look at our bodies over the space of 60, 70, 80 years, it's constantly changing, which means internally there's change that needs to happen as well. You can't be the same toddler that you are when you're a teenager. You can't be the same teenager that you are when you're in your 30s or 40s. So life is demanding of you change If you stick to the same attachments, needs, wants and desires and ideologies, you are naturally going to suffer. So when we look at the person who's struggling with the parent, the person that's struggling with the parent is dependent still upon mum and dad to stop saying what they're saying, to destroy their self-esteem and to fulfil them with words of love and encouragement. Now, what you've got to understand is it's never mum and dad's fault anymore. If you become conscious of that, what you've got to do is your need for fulfillment through them you have now got to go actually it's my problem that i have looked 
all my life for fulfillment from you. And absolutely, we should get that in a healthy, loving family environment. But most family environments are unconsciously toxic to children. But it's reached a point now where you've got to negate or give up this part of you. It's dependent upon mums or dads, love or uh, worth through their words. I'm the problem. This part of me needs to be released. I need to give it up. But people won't do that. Do you know why? Because it feels like a death. If they have to give up a part of themselves where they've longed for some fulfillment of love from an external object and you're telling them to give that up to find peace through non-suffering, they're not going to do it because in that moment when they do negate mum or dad, in that point where they're trying to release that need for mum and dad to fulfil them, they are going to suffer more and we can't suffer We have an inability naturally to suffer. We don't want to suffer, but it's fucking fundamental. We need to change. We need to adapt. Well, I think that the the average person, there's part of them that have only ever known this type of suffering, that they actually think there's a point where you can't get rid of it. But actually being human is suffering with mental health. Being human is having these toxic relationships and sometimes they just can't work out and Like you say, why can't they do certain things like remove themselves from it? There'll be loads of other dynamics in there where there'll be another fear that mummy and daddy, despite them crushing my low self-esteem every time I have a conversation with them, they pay for my car on finance. There'll be another dynamic in there that's actually leaving you on this strange little wave that you don't like. Which is nothing to do with mum and dad again. Yeah. I blame mum or dad for my pain, but I can't step out of the relationship with mum or dad because of my needs, wants and desires for a car or a shelter or a roof over my head. So it's you. It's always you. It's inside you where your pain and suffering is. It's got fuck all to do with mum and dad. And the, the process to go through there now to understand that and logically see that you can work on yourself within to get the esteem that you never need elsewhere. And also you need to do the other dynamic that's come up with the, if it's security finances and and make yourself secure, removing yourself from that position where you're thrown into the shit, you struggle, you're, you're encountering a reality that is just foreign to your mind. And it's in that place where, again, you remold the old you to a new you and hopefully suffer less with these consequences of your life beforehand and unfortunately a lot of other things are going to come into play and you just do this again just on repeat well just look at it Craig right you've got this person that's dependent upon mum and dad for fulfillment and it doesn't matter if it's mum or dad it's money it's some sort of external object or symbol that this person needs to find fulfillment and they usually learn what fulfills them through the toxic nature of been unloved in a childhood right if my dad gave me money but he didn't give me love the only thing that i learned was love was money so now my need and desire for is for money over something else or if my dad never gave me money and i saw that as unlove i will go to money to find the love that i think money or love symbolizes that makes sense in a way So everything going on inside of you is your pain. It's not your dad's fault. It's not your mum's fault. It's not money's fault. It's not your job's fault. It's not your relationship's fault. It's not your child's fault. It's yours. It's something that you've got to acknowledge that is going on inside of you. It's not not external. The external trigger 
that creates the chaos of suffering inside your body is like you trying to shake the life back into somebody that's suffocating. It's like the external world is hurting you constantly or making you feel your own internal pain to wake you up to the fact that you're depending upon it for your own fulfilment. Really what it is as a, a sort of basic analogy, you can see that you've learned the wrong way to interpret reality and situations and experiences and then you've interpreted the pain that comes with that and you then have what is obvious that anybody's going to do, a distraction from that pain, from that environment and that's where the bad habits can come in. You can, oh, do, the, you can do such the wrong thing and how hard is it for shit. people to get through this when you think of let's imagine me with the lack of education in terms of psychology counseling somebody like yourself who's been educated in it imagine how difficult it is for somebody who's going through depression to not fall into cultural unconsciousness which is a narrative that says oh, i'm depressed because my brain's not releasing a certain chemical that's crazy, man. I'll tell you what, the whole of culture doesn't understand mental health as deeply as it needs to. Yeah. It, with its unconsciousness, it diagnoses and labels and puts a, a narrative, which is a hypnotic suggestion into your mind, which imprisons you in your own suffering even more. But do you know what I think the future will hopefully one day tell us? Today, 2021... We are being barbaric with mental health patients, just like we look back 100 years ago when they used to do electronic treatment to the brain and, and lobotomies and all sorts of crazy shit where it's like ice baths and torture. And we were seeing Leeches that. Leeches to extract yes. blood from people. And that was barbaric because it was working on the physical body, not the mind. Yes. Now we've changed to a new way of... Oh, look On the look of it, it looks like it's therapeutical. It looks like it's helpful. It looks like we have started to put people into safer places. And but people that are doing that actually believe they're doing it, which is, it is a step further in progress and evolution, but it's still far from what you're talking about now, is yes, it? Yes, it's still going to be barbaric. And I'll tell you why it's barbaric. You have a child or a, a kid out there who is struggling, struggling with their mental health. And rather than tell them that this is okay, this is acceptable, this is part of being human, this is a process from the brainwashing that you had from an environment, from two unconscious parents that have only just tried to love you the best way they can. Unfortunately, that was flawed. Rather than tell them that, you give them a course of medication and this medication alters the chemicals in their body. Now, what this does is it prevents suicide and you think this is an absolutely amazing thing to do. Unfortunately, it also prevents them being alive and being natural and being loving and, and, and seeing the world the way they need to see. You know, it's beautiful. Think about it like this. Look, a lot of people that you hear with depression or clients that I've seen is they say that when they've took the antidepressants, some of them say, it's changed my life. I feel so much better, right? Some of them say, or a lot of them say, in my case, I feel numb. Right, and it's incredible because you say to somebody, you feel numb. Yeah, what does that mean? Tell me what numb means. Oh, I don't feel anything. So you feel something, you don't feel anything, which is feeling something. So actually, there's not a numbness there. There's just another state of suffering that a medication hasn't worked. It's actually showing you another external thing that's going on inside of your psyche 
that's demanding of you that something has to fundamentally change. Now, for me, this is all about bringing back the idea that it's your mind that is creating the suffering that's going on in your life. And if that is true, and this is where I go with the antidepressant being so wrong, the antidepressant is actually taking away the cure of mental health. Yes. It's actually a tablet that keeps you in a state of psychosis, which is just averagely better than where you was before in some cases. Yeah. Not at all helping other people in certain cases. And some people come straight off it because they says they didn't even feel love or compassion for, for children and families. And it's like, right, we need to look at that and realise the cure is not through the control of the tablet controlling your chemicals. Yes. It's through you doing that yourself and yes. learning how to do that. Self-medicating with your own perceptions and understandings of reality. And that's what we have to try and do. We have to zoom a whole lens outside of reality here and try and grant a much greater awareness of what's going on so we feel more comfortable in the fucking nightmare that we're in. And that process is crashing down all of your belief systems. It's basically saying... Do you know the thing that you believe in isn't true? Now, take that on any level, and it's tough to say, no, that, that doesn't work like that. That I'm seeing the reality wrong. How is that true? And what you're doing is dissolving a massive old part of you and identity down because that's the only you you've ever been. Yes, and we've said it before on a previous depression podcast, is the idea that the only way to get out of depression is to realise that you're going to have to suffer more. It's not the old stuck program. I just want to feel better now. You're never going to feel really better now. It lasts a moment, but you're stuck in a cycle of uh, a biofeedback cycle of pain, of trying to feel better, which is to lie in bed and to not do nothing, which is a cycle because the thing that you're looking for and finding substance in right now is the very thing that's standing in the way of you healing or moving beyond your depression, that the only way to get through the depression you have in your life is to understand what's going on inside of your own mind and how that's influencing and keeping you stuck in the grip of depression. And the, which, par- and the paradox to that is it comes with a whole lot of thoughts to a point where the you see that actually the thoughts are creating that reality as well. The thoughts are 100% creating it. Now, there are the symbols to understand that it's our desires that's creating our suffering. And now people think desires automatically, for instance, I'll project now in my mind when I heard someone in the past talk about desires, it was like, well, my need for a swimming pool, my need for a good car. No, deeper than that, look at what desires are. I desire a healthy relationship. I desire a non-toxic relationship. I desire not to be afraid of dying. I desire not to get ill. I desire not to lose my kids. I desire to not suffer as much as we can, which is going into what me and you are doing now. So desire is the root cause of all your suffering, which means that mum or dad or all the external events that are occurring in your life that you're blaming for your suffering are all in you. You are creating all of them. And external reality or God is whatever you want to call it. It's actually, it's almost like it's trying to shake you and go, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up and you're uncomfortably getting hurt by what you're blaming as all these external environments. But it's like God's going, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, because it's all you. You are creating all of this with your uh, traumas that you've been through that have influenced the way you want to see and attach and feel comfort and security and safety in the world. It's all going on in you. And it's a time where you go, 
And this is the beautiful thing is when we go back to the Bible, it's all about sacrifice. You've got to sacrifice that you, that you need to feel safe in the world. Mum and dad's love, the job, the this, the that, the fucking other. I've got to let me go. And when you start to feel it going, you're going to feel your heart racing. You're going to feel very anxious and you're not going to be able to transcend through that fear because you're not willing to go anywhere near that suffering. You're going to back off and get back into your attachments and desires. But when you do, just acknowledge that now you're aware of what's going on, which is great in a sense, because eventually that suffering of not wanting to suffer, which is the case of it. When you suffer enough, you will go full force into that fear. And when you do, everything in your life, all of your pain, all of your suffering will be gone. It will be gone. And this is what they are not teaching you, as you rightly say, Craig. What type of therapy are we looking to hit people from psychosis? Most people with schizophrenia or psychosis have been through the most abhorrent, awful events that we could ever wish to not have in our lives. And that deep, dark pain and suffering that created a survival mechanism that was so powerful as an oppositional force to feeling fear that created the psychotic episodes and the delusions and the illusions of the altered reality is that that can't be cured with tablets. The only thing that can be cured is, is by letting go of the very thing that tried to hold on to life. It, it, the whole person's in that frightful state of psychosis needs to not fight. They need to surrender to it, don't they? Yes. And also be prepared for this part of the process as well. You master this over time. Sometimes you can't go into the fears. It feels too bad. You'll turn to drinking again. You'll turn to uh, maybe reactions and then reactions are highlighting to you that you've got to still do more work and go back but eventually when you do master these first and you go into your hell and I like to see it as when I have problems and I have to and I know from my behaviours that I'm just not engaging with reality and I know by everything's negative to me. I'm moaning and I'm miserable and I'm saying that all my needs and desires aren't met and I project these desires that these desires are more morally correct. I should have respect back for me because I'm a really respectful person. I am being kind to other people and being nice in a relationship, which uh, reminds me of the narcissist empath podcast that we did. And you say that you are doing something to the outside world that demands it to come back because it's actually a nice thing. It's caring, it's loving. And sometimes you don't get that back. And what we're saying is, Again, you have this false reality that you believe that the reality is outside of yourself and everything you can dream of in your head is just going to come true. And it comes true by let going of that uh, control that you have to manipulate and change people's minds and perspectives and see everybody to see the way you see the world and then to realise that actually you're just quite unconscious in a dream trying to handle your shit and when you can, you'll you'll do this great thing. You'll feel great for a few days until something just makes you feel a slight bit uncomfortable and you feel like you haven't grown at all then and then you have to do it all over again. And like a muscle, you have to train your own mind to get better and better. And 
That's exactly what I mean, because at the end of the day, one thing is true that when you discover what you are, who you are, you are unstoppable. Let's break the soundtrack, Craig. What a way to end it. I'll tell you what you wanna hear Keep my sunglasses on while I shed a tear It's never the right time yeah, yeah, yeah.